Greetings to all of you in Jesus' name. I'm so glad to be here this afternoon. And I honor the sacrifices that you have made to come here with us. And I believe that the Lord has a big plan for your life. And I believe that those plans will not fail. And I believe that the purposes of God for your life will not fall to the ground. This is my first time in this church. And I'm so happy. I'm blessed to see what you do here. May, may the Lord continue to prosper this church. May you occupy the physical and the spiritual territory of Mbale. May, may this church have dominion. May this church take over. How many of you know we are not supposed to be the tail but the head? Amen. Amen. So we declare blessings upon this house. I'm happy to be here. I'm glad uh, to meet uh, Pastor Jephthah. Henry, the dear man of God, and all the people, all the leaders that are laboring in this city. May the Lord honor your reward. May the Lord reward you. Amen. I have a, a Every morning I do a, a daily devotional of seven or eight minutes. What I do is I pick up a scripture from the Bible and I teach on it every morning. And it is available free of cost. If you'd like to subscribe for it, you can just pick up one of these cards from here and you'll find all the details on it. Additionally, if you need prayer or anything specific that you would like our team to pray for you, you can leave us a text here and, and we will definitely pray for you. We don't have a lot of time today. And it's because we like to take some time specifically at the end to pray for you. If you would allow us, the men of God here along with me, they are going to pray for each and every one of you who need prayer today. And I believe that the Lord will speak to you. You will get a prophetic word from the Lord. If you're here with a sickness or a need for healing, the Lord is going to heal you. If there are doors that are not opened yet today, today, this afternoon, those doors are going to be opened. 
écouter. But before we go into prayer, it is necessary that I teach you about doors. There are some doors that the enemy closes on your life. There are some doors that people that are jealous of you, people that are envious of you, they close in your life. There are some doors that human authorities or human governments will close in your But there are some doors that God will close in your life. We are not bothered about all the doors that people or Satan closes. Because we have dominion in that area. But there are certain doors that the Lord will close. And an intelligent Christian will investigate why. An intelligent Christian will go into a time of seeking, a time of praying, a time of fasting to know the root and the source of this closed door. Amen. Amen. Let me read this particular scripture. First Samuel chapter 1 and verse 5. It says, Hannah. It, let me read it from my Bible. It says, But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb. What does the Bible say? Her husband loved her. Everything in the physical realm was favorable for her. But God had shut her womb. Is it because Hannah had sinned? Is it because her husband was sinful? What was the reason that God had closed this door? See, it is not just enough that we pray and ask God to open a door. It is necessary that we investigate why is this door closed. Amen. Amen. See, if, if we are Christians that have no understanding of the things of God, all that we will think is I, me, myself, and my family. If we are believers who are all about how our children and our houses are blessed, the answers that we will look for will be within our 
our eyesight. But if you study the life of Hannah, if you study the season that she lived in, the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1, in those days the visions of the Lord were rare. In those days there was a famine for the word of God. In those days there was a lack, a spiritual lack. And the solution that God had for that was to shut Hannah's womb. So Hannah's womb was not closed because of her fault. The door was not closed for Elkanah and Hannah because God was upset with them. Hannah's door was closed because God had a greater plan for the nation. If Hannah's door was not closed, the baby that will be born will only be a blessing to Hannah and to Elkanah. But because God shut her womb, now the baby that is going to be born will be a blessing to the nation of Israel. Today the Lord is about to open some wombs. But let me tell you why those wombs were closed in the first place. Let me tell you why your prayers were not answered in the first place. Let me tell you why you didn't get the blessing that you worked so hard for. Because if Elkanah was the source of your blessing, the Samuel that is born of you will belong to Elkanah. And that is why God would allow people to fail in your life. That is why God would allow sometimes even your leaders to fail. They prayed for you and still nothing happened. We worked hard for you and still you didn't get healed. And it is because that, that, that thing, that healing, that blessing did not belong to them. It was supposed to be consecrated for a different purpose. Are you listening to my spirit? 
Please don't listen to me just in your head. Listen to my spirit. Because if you catch this, your spirit is going to be awakened. Because if you catch this, you are going to move in the things of the spirit. You are not going to be spiritually dull. You're not going to be like the, the Hannah when she was looking at her husband and expecting her husband to be the solution. You know, there was this time when Rebecca, I think, it was Rebecca who went to Isaac and said, I need children. And Isaac said, am I God? Am I the one who is helping was, was it Rachel? Rachel. Sorry. Rachel going to Jacob. Who said, I, I didn't stop you. I'm, I'm not God. I can't be the one to open your womb. See, if, if Elkanah had helped Hannah, then Samuel would belong to Elkanah. But some of you, the Lord has delayed certain things in your life. Some of you, the Lord has allowed failures in your life. Can I tell you why? Because the Lord loves Uganda. Some of you have to worship God for the closed doors. Because if Hannah is only thinking about her family, Samuel is not a blessing to her family. Samuel is not beneficial for her family. But this child was not just for her family. This child was to change the prophetic destiny of Israel. Can I prophesy over you? Can I declare something over you? Your business is not for you. Your business is not for your family. Your business is for the blessing of Uganda. No, 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 you didn't hear that. Your business... Your business is supposed to change the economic condition over the nation. Please do not limit your blessing to be something that you and your children can eat of. The reason there has been a delay in your blessing is because God wants that blessing to become so big that it will be a blessing to the nation. So for the next 30 seconds, I want you to envision those closed doors. For some of you, it is your marriage. For some of you, it is your children. For some of you, it is your business or your work. 
For some of you young people, it is your education. For some of you pastors, it is the fact that your ministry has not gone the direction it should. But I want you to envision those closed doors and worship the Lord for it. Are you ready? Can we do this prophetically? Are you ready? This is not for everybody. This is for those who believe what I'm preaching to you. This is for those who believe that when my church is birthed, it is going to bless Uganda. It is for those who believe that when I get married, out of my marriage will birth a ministry, a business, a, 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 a movement that will bless the nations of the earth. That is why I cannot compromise. So for 30 seconds, I want us to give prophetic praise to the Lord. We are going to give praise for those All over this place. Ready? One, two, three, go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's thank the Lord. Let's thank the Lord. They say, I thank you, Lord, for closing these doors. I thank you, Lord, for the delay in my life. I thank you, Lord, for allowing these people to fail in my life. I thank you, Lord, for not letting these invitations come. Yes. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are overcoming the spirit of fear. We are overcoming the spirit of doubt. We will no longer be the church that doesn't trust in God. Dear sister, the man that promised to marry you, he is not keeping his promise because God shut that door. It is not because you are bad. It is not because you are not capable. It is because God has shut a door. Yes. It is not your sin, Hannah. It is, it is the blessing of God upon your life. 
when every other woman in Israel had children. There was one woman whose door was shut. Please be seated. Do you know what just happened when we praised? There are there are doors that that there are how do I say this? There are limitations that we have placed upon our own lives because we don't believe God. There are areas that we we have put limitations and chains upon our own life because we fail to trust in the ways and the plans of God. But when you began to praise God for those closed doors, what you're saying is, I still trust you, God. What you're saying is, I'm willing to wait here, God. Whatever it takes, I'm going to wait for your plan I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Can I help you investigate a little bit more into Hannah's life? Are you interested? I know that the prayer is the exciting part. But I, but I have to give you a few keys. So that the prayer that we pray, it will remain in your spirit. You know, Jesus said that if you pray for somebody and the demon leaves, but the house is empty, then when the demon comes back, he will bring seven more worse demons. So if we pray on Wednesday, by Thursday you have eight demons. If we pray on a Thursday, these eight will go. And by Friday, I don't know, you have like some 60 demons? If you pray on Friday and all the demons leave, by Saturday you have some thousands of demons. Do you get what I'm saying? I, I don't want us to be an unintelligent bride. The problem is that we don't know what to fill this house with. That is why we take time to teach you the word. Because deliverance is easy. Impartation is easy. Blessing is easy. But sustaining it is not easy. The word that we teach you helps you to sustain what you receive. Do you get what I'm saying? 
The Bible says in, in 1 Samuel chapter 2 that these were days when Eli was the high priest of the nation. Not only was he the high priest, meaning not only was he the spiritual leader, he was also the political leader. He also made the financial decisions. He also decided when to go into war. He was the commander-in-chief of the nation. But the Bible says this man, he was blinded. And the Bible says his sons, they were doing evil in the sight of the Lord. See, according to natural inheritance, his sons would replace him. When Eli dies, his sons will take over. And the guys, they've been extremely bad. They have defiled worship that is coming for God. They are taking, stealing from the worship that actually should be And these people that are coming to worship, they are requesting him saying, Give us something, let the fat burn and then you take it. But Hophni and Phinehas, the Bible says they did not allow the fats to be burnt and they just put their fork in and take it even before the worship is complete. The people that came to worship God, they made a lot of sacrifices so that they can worship. They, they saved up for a really long time. They paid a price. And yet, when the man of God sees the worship, when the man of God sees the money, when the man of God, he sees the, the offerings that are coming in, the man of God takes what God, what actually should be going to God. See, if you understand how it works in Israel, this offering, it is okay for the man of God to take it. It was meant to be a portion to the man of God. It is, it is supposed to feed the man of God and his family. So it was not that they were taking something that did not belong to them. It was the way in which they did it which was defiling. And the Bible says that God took personal offense with this. It says that God looked at what 
Hophni and Phinehas were doing and God said, I am going to fight these guys. And God sent a man of God to Eli saying, your days are over. Because these guys were now manipulating people to give to God. They were forcing things. They were taking things by force. No, two, two mistakes these guys did. The first is they, they misused the money or the worship that was coming into the house of God. The second is that they abused the people that were coming into the house of God. There were women who were coming to assist in the house of God. The Bible says Hophni and Phinehas would seduce them and take them out. Do you know this was the context in which God shut Hannah's womb? Is Hannah responsible for any of this? Did Hannah make, make these guys sin? Is it because of Hannah that they stole the money? But when God looked at the wickedness in one place, God found Hannah and God said, I'm going to shut her womb. And I'm going to wait till this empty womb comes to this place. And I'm going to wait till this empty womb is now going to make a vow to give a child for this house. Did you know that God did not destroy Hophni and Phinehas till Samuel took over the house? In other words, let me let me give you another example. God did not kill Saul till David was ready to become the king. You get what I'm saying? So when God saw the wickedness of King Saul, parallelly God anointed somebody else. And all of a sudden, Every door this guy had closed. <laughs> His brothers didn't want him anymore. The king was hunting him. He was living a comfortable life. But now he's living in the wilderness. <laughs> His doors closed because of somebody else's failures. Come on, tell me, why did David have to go through what he did? It was because God saw Saul was not qualified anymore. 
So can I prophesy to you? There is a shift coming in the leadership. There is a shift in the political leadership coming. There is a shift coming over the economic leadership of this nation. There is a shift coming over the spiritual leadership of this nation. And that is why the Lord has shut your womb. It is not your mistake. But you are going to be the answer. It is not because that man didn't love you. But, but your marriage is going to be the solution. Receive this is a prophetic solution for your destiny. Yes, yes, yes. If, if you will keep quiet, Hannah, then Hophni and Phinehas will take over. The state of the nation is going to be better. They have not yet become the high priest. And already they were doing all this. Can you imagine what will happen if Eli would die and Hophni and Phinehas would take over? Can you imagine what the state of this nation will be? If unrighteousness takes over. What you are seeing right now is nothing. There is a spirit of lawlessness already at work. But I thank God for the Hannahs that are standing in the gap. I thank God for the Elkanahs who have not stopped believing. Yes, I thank God for those children of God that are still praying for a change. But I'm here to point fingers at you and say you will be the change. Your Samuel, your Samuel will be the change. What is born of you will be the change. What you give birth to will be the change. We don't want to be blessed so that we can drive good cars. We don't want to be blessed because our children need to go to university. We want to be blessed so Uganda can be free of poverty. We want to be blessed because Uganda has to have no unemployment. I want to be blessed because I can't, I can't tolerate homeless people in this nation. I want to be blessed because I want to see churches planted and built in every county. That is why I want to be blessed. 
So what what is happening in the womb of Hannah is that there is a hovering. There is a waiting period. The Lord is waiting for the wickedness to come to its fullest. God told the Israelites. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for their sins to reach its fullest potential. So, so the, the reason the Israelites had to struggle in Egypt for 400 years is not because God didn't love them. But God was waiting for something else. God was waiting for something else to climax. God was waiting for the sin to be complete. So that when you come, there will be a legal reason to eliminate the enemy. So that when you come, People will see you, David, as the legal heir to the throne. I understand you are not born of rich family. I understand you are not born into royalty. But the Lord has shut some doors to reposition you. So when you pray, your prayer can no longer be, Lord bless me. Your prayer can no longer be, Lord help me. It has to be, Lord, make me the solution for the wickedness in our nation. Make me the answer for the lack in other nations. Who is listening to my spirit? Who is hearing in, hearing me in my in your You know the Lord appeared to Gideon and God said, Go in the strength that you have. But then Gideon said, I'm the least. And my family is also the least. I'm not qualified for this. I don't think I'm from the family line of the kings. No warriors have come out of my house. There is no man of God in my house. There is no bank balance in my house. But the Lord looked at him and said, go in the strength that you have. Gideon, all this while that the doors were shut for you, there was strength being developed inside of you. There were deposits that were coming into your spirit. And you didn't even know. 
There were things that were being formed in the unseen. And Hannah was not even aware of it. All of heaven was conspiring to birth a Samuel. And Hannah didn't know it. David didn't know it. Gideon didn't know it. Gideon didn't know it. And then the Lord would point his finger at Gideon and say, Go in the strength that you have. Look at your neighbor and say, What you have is enough. Come on, look, 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 look at the person next to you and say, What you have is enough. One more time, one more time. Say it like you mean it. What you have is enough. I've never fought a Goliath before. But what I have is enough. I've never fought a battle before. But what I have is enough. I've never given birth to a prophet before. But what I have is enough. I've never heard of a child left alone in the temple before. But what he has is enough. Come on, are you listening to me? This morning the Lord is saying, Stand up and eat. Rise up and eat. You can sleep no longer. You cannot be discouraged any longer. You cannot shut yourself any longer. I'll tell you what a lot of the church does. How many of you know the story of Jacob? Jacob, he when he heard the story, when he heard the news of his son Joseph dying, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be comforted anymore. The Bible says the entire family came around him saying it's okay. He was not your only begotten. You have 11 more children. We're all here for you. But the Bible says, Jacob refused to be comforted. Do you know what was the declaration he made? He said, I will go into my grave mourning. There's one loss. That's enough for me to destroy the rest of my life. I will never be happy again. I will never get married. I will never believe for another children. I'm never starting another business again. This is it. I'm never going to become a pastor again. I'm never raising another son or daughter again. I'm never going to invest into somebody else again. Jacob, he was a man of dreams. 
Do you know that God would encounter him? Sometimes the encounters would be so much that I would think, why is God coming back and telling him the same thing again and again? Just yesterday, God told him to go and build an altar in Bethel. And again, God says, come, go and build an altar in Bethel. I don't think Abraham had so many encounters with God like Jacob had. If you don't believe me, you can sit and count. I've done my research. But guess what happened to Jacob? After Jacob decided that I will not be comforted, his encounters with God stopped. He went for the next couple of decades without hearing the voice of God. There is a global famine happening. But no word from God for Jacob. But if you ask his fathers, during the time of famine, God came and told them, go to Egypt. But with Jacob, no word. His encounters with God dried up because of let me finish. His, his, his encounters with God dried up because of his discouragement. Not because God didn't want to give him encounters. Not because God did not want to give him encounters. But because he was too discouraged to My dear Jacob. If you will trust that this closed door is God ordained. Because when God closed this door for you here, He is raising Joseph to be the next leader of Joseph did not belong to Pharaoh's family. Joseph cannot sit on a throne and reign in Egypt. But it required a closed door for Jacob to raise a Joseph in Egypt. Are you listening to me right now? So all closed doors are not bad. The Bible says, when Jacob, it is in Genesis 49, you can go and read. When Jacob saw the wagons that arrived from Egypt, his spirit revived. 
before his sons came and told him Joseph is still alive. But Jacob didn't believe. He was so locked up in his discouragement. His own frustration. His own disappointment. His own fear. That he refused to believe the good news. Pastors are coming and preaching. And telling you God will use you. God will bless you. But, 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 but then we refuse to believe. Because we have written our will. I'm going to die like this. This, this is going to be my portion. The Bible says, Jacob's spirit revived when he saw the wagons from Egypt. The encounters that had dried up for two decades came back. Says, the Bible says that night God appeared to him and said don't be afraid to go to Egypt. For two decades God didn't speak to him. This is the father of the nation of Israel. But the moment he decided to revive his spirits, the encounter came back. The word came back. The vision came back. That is an intelligent Christian. We are not going to doubt when God closes the door. Like the man of God taught us yesterday, we are not going to respond in our soul when there is a trouble. Because it is Jesus who asked me to cross the sea. This is a door that Jesus closed for me. So I'm going to trust in the middle of the chaos. I'm, I'm going to worship in the middle of the failure. I'm going to see God even when it looks like nothing is changing. I'm going to worship even when Penina is making fun of me. Not a single year did Hannah say. Elkanah, this year you go. Going to church is not changing anything for me. Every year we are doing this. My worship is ineffective. God is not listening to my prayer. So you can go. Benayna can go. But I'm not going. Did Hannah do that? Year after year. She kept going. She kept going. She kept going. She kept going. She kept seeking. She kept praying. She kept believing. She kept desiring. She kept her hopes up. 
and at the right time, the door was open. In the fullness of time, the room was open at the right climate. What was shut for decades was opened up. And then the Bible says Samuel made history. <laughs> there has never been a prophet in Israel like Samuel. Man of God, it says, not a word that he spoke full fell to the ground. Which means he said, I wish today it doesn't rain. Wow. All heaven will come to hold that. Because this was a child born out of closed doors. We're going to worship God for our closed doors today. There is no place for disappointment. Because disappointment will only shut us away from God. There is no place for fear. Because that will kill our faith. Because that will kill our faith. There is, there is, there is no place to, to only react in the soul. We, it's time we graduate to the spirit. Hannah, Hannah was not heartless. Don't think that it didn't hurt her. He, she cried so bitterly that Eli thought she was dead. But at some point she had to graduate to the spirit. Where she said, whatever you give God, I'm going to give her back to you. This is going to be for your glory. I don't want to benefit from this. The family of Eli has been benefiting from this. But my house will not benefit from it. I, I don't want money because of this. I know you are able to give me more sons and daughters. But I'm giving this. This morning, covenants are going to be made. This morning, we are going to make covenants with God. This morning, we are going to make some vows unto the Lord. And even if you forget it, God will remember what you said. Because God is going to keep his end of the bargain. And God is going to remind you. This is what you said, Jacob. That if you come back, you're going to build an altar in Bethel. I didn't ask you to. 
But you made a vow that you will come back and build an altar. So now that you have come back, it's time to build an altar. So whatever you promise unto the Lord, He will remind you. Even if the notebook where you wrote it down the declarations you make today it is going to be written in the spiritual it is going to be written down 